Welcome to the Gin Ignite podcast. Whether you want to party or stay in, gin will ignite. This is the weekly show coming to you on a Friday, ready for the weekend, where we go through all things gin. If you want to find more out more information, catch me on Instagram at Gin Ignite or alternatively go to the website www.ginignite.com. Welcome to the show and let's get on with it. Hello and welcome to episode 36. Today we're going to look at how you can cope with Valentine's Day in the pandemic and how you can sort of plan for the big day. But before I go into that, I want to talk to you a bit about what's been going on. And the big news for me is Paul at Stockport Gin. Cheryl at Stockport Gin had been has been working with the company sort of full time for a long time and Paul has always been doing a second job but this week he's given up his job of 17 years to join the distillery full time and I cannot wait to see what's going to come out I'm really expecting really great things with both of them working full time I didn't mention last week about the Gin Guide Awards, but I know that they are open for entry. So I'm looking forward to all you distilleries out there going into those awards. And there seems to be a lot of things afoot at the moment. Now, I can't really confirm anything, but I've heard lots of rumblings and rumours of what's going on. So I am interested to confirm those. And as soon as I do, I will be mentioning them, of course. And also I wanted to just talk a bit about the podcast. This podcast is, particularly this episode, is really coming from the heart. Normally I get very involved and write things down and that kind of thing. But obviously because of my sort of changing circumstances of my job, the podcast is sort of changing and evolving. And you'll notice that there haven't been so many guests on, well, haven't been any guests on this year. Now I am aiming to change that, but... It's quite difficult for some of my guests because generally they're coming on in the week, in the evening or at the weekends rather than maybe coming on in the week as usual. So please bear with me and bear with my guests. We will get that sorted out. But it's sort of, you know, things changing and evolving. So uh, as I said, please bear with me. My weekly gin recommendation this week is Stockport Gin, the pink edition. Now, you may have saw one of my posts this week, the Stockport Pink, standing proud, and I really feel that's what Stockport Gin do. One of the biggest questions, I remember when I was talking to Paul on the podcast from Stockport Gin, that they got asked is, do you do a pink gin? And they weren't intending doing a pink gin at all, because they're not really fans of the traditional kind of pink gin, you know, not so much that it's pink, but it's full of sugar or too full of flavour and they really wanted to do their own take on it but they finally decided to do take the plunge on a pink gin and I've got to say I'm really glad they did. They essentially take their original gin and then post infuse it with raspberries, strawberries and pomegranate so you know is it any good and I have to say it's probably my favourite of all the Stockport gins and it does not surprise me in any shape or form, that they were winners of the flavoured gin category of the Gin Guide Awards. The nose of the gin has the aroma of of red fruit. The flavour profile starts sweet, followed by a burst of fruit and then a dryness, then a heat from the alcohol and finally the sort of fruit again. The colour, as you might expect, is slightly pink. And when you add tonic to it, 
in my case, as you guessed, Mediterranean fever tree tonic. It is so refreshing and I can really see it going down a storm on a summer's day. I think it would work well with any premium standard like tonic and elderflower, but I would avoid tonics with sort of stronger flavours. It is a must for a dry martini and I have certainly tried it in a 15 to 1 Montgomery and it was absolutely lovely. It also works in sort of what I would term sort of more complex martini where, you know, you're sort of adding lots of different flavours to it. Obviously, you've got to have the vermouth in as per the episode last week. And it also really works well in Negroni. Now, I haven't tried it yet, but I really want to in a Cosmopolitan and a strawberry or a raspberry daiquiri or both. I can thoroughly recommend this gin and I'm proud to say that it's got a very special place on my gin shelf. And I'd like to pay special homage to Paul and Cheryl for all the work they do on Instagram in particular to enhance everybody's experience. Not just about gin, but some of their one-liners they put up there are really amazing and they do give me certainly a a lift to my day. Congratulations to Paul for going full-time at Stockport Gin. I'm really proud of both of you and brand. So how do you Valentine in the pandemic? Before we kind of go into that, let's have a think about what Valentine's Day is all about. Now, it's obviously about different things for different people, but certainly for me and I think a lot of people, it's about the flowers getting delivered to work, the secret cards that get left, the nice little presents, the meal out. Now, A lot of people have said to me, well, I can't do any of that. Well, it's not strictly true. Yeah, all right, the flowers can't get delivered to work, but you can still deliver them to home. So you can still go out and get flowers. Probably easier to, to order the flowers in, but, you know, that's still possible. Cards. Yeah, you can't go to a shop really to go and get them. There's so many places online now where you can go and get them and you can really see what the, what you're going to get. You know, sometimes in the shops it's a, perhaps a bit difficult. You know, you've got to route through the things. You can sit at your own leisure looking at cards. So that's that's not really a problem. The nice little presents. All right, I appreciate you can't go to the shop, but you can still get nice little presents. There's this thing called Amazon, for example. It's quite, quite useful. It tends to have quite a lot of stuff that you might want to buy. The meal out. Now, I have to say that after all of those... You can't really have the meal out, but you can have a takeaway. You can cook a meal. So it's not all lost, really. So how do you Valentine? Can you Valentine with Zoom? Not so easy, but yes, you still can. And we've got to embrace, unfortunately, this kind of new normal. We've got to really look at it and go, do you know what? What can we do? Not what can't we do? And that's what we've really got to do. So the first thing is to get yourself in the mood. And before you do anything... I think you need a bit of a plan. Now, I'm a bit of a project manager by trade, so planning is what I'm all about. But I think if you have a plan, you kind of make it much easier on yourself. And what do you need for a plan? Well, you need a bit of a gin. If I'm doing a gin podcast, I can't really talk about Valentine's Day without talking about gin. So in your preparation, you need to think about what gin you're going to have. Now, for me, it's going to be a Marigianne from Massingbird Monday. Why? Because it's a beautifully, botanically rich gin and I would have it with a lovely strawberry and raspberry garnish. And I'm thinking about that as I'm thinking about how I'm going to prepare. 
The first thing you need to think about is you need to use the internet. That's a big, big thing. You know, you can get your card from lots of places online. You can buy your gift online. But your real first part of your preparation is thinking about when you're going to get your card and what you're going to say. And that's really my kind of starting point. The next thing you need to think about is how are you going to start the evening? Now, for me, I think it's really nice to start the evening with a nice drink. So, yes, I may be preparing and having my Massingbird Monday, but what am I going to have for my cocktail? You're also going to need to think about what you're going to cook or what takeaway you're going to have. Because takeaways you need to think about quite carefully because obviously you need to prepare because lots of people are thinking about takeaways. And the last thing you want to do is go, oh, I didn't think we'd cook tonight, but actually I haven't got a takeaway either because I did it too late. So you need to prepare when you're going to do that. You're also going to need to think about how are you going to create the mood? What are you going to do? Now, I'm very lucky I've got sort of smart lighting, so, you know, it's quite easy to create the mood. But, you know, have you got some candles? Do you need to get some candles? Do you need to use that thing called the internet to get those candles? Think about the mood, because the mood's really, really important. And think about where you're going to sit down and have a meal. Pick somewhere that's secluded in your house and where you're going to get least disturbed. Turn off your phones and dare I say it, I'm not sure I should, but I'm going to. Turn off Instagram just for a few hours and spend time with the one you love. Did I really say that? Yeah, I did. I did. And I think it's really important. I think it's really important to do. And I think if there's anything that the pandemic has shown us, it's really important to spend time with the people you love. So plan, I think, for about an hour's drinking time whilst you prepare the food that you're going to have or, you know, sort out the takeaway. Now, what would I have as a drink? Well, I, I kind of really decided, and you saw my post this week, I am actually, and I can't quite believe, being a big martini fan and liking a strong martini, that I'm actually going to say this, but I am, because I really enjoyed it. Have a martini one to one. So I'm in my case, I'm going to have 75 mil of Romanta gin and 75 mil of Starlino aperitivo, the rose aperitivo. And get into the mood, sit down in that moody lighting with the candles or your smart lighting and think about the meal that you're going to serve up. Think about the securing your slot for a takeaway if you're going to have it. And allow yourself plenty of time to prepare. You know, if you're cooking, try and do some maybe the night before or during the day if you can fill in, finish early. Just make sure you shop in plenty of time and make sure you have ice. There's nothing worse than running out of ice. And if you, as I said, if you're thinking about cooking yourself, think about what you're going to do. Can you prepare things in advance? Can you put what you're going to do in the oven? You know, the one thing you want to do, as I said, is devote as much time as you can to your better half or your Zoom buddy, whatever you're going to do. Your Zoom buddy, that's so 2021, isn't it, really? Take your time with the meal. You know, the one nice thing about not going out is there's no going to be a no waiter to turf you out of your seats. Well, unless you've had enough and you want to go to bed. Because you're tired, obviously, before you get any wrong ideas. 
Think about what you're going to serve at the meal. For me, these days, normally I would say, oh, well, I'll have wine with the meal. But for these days, it's obviously going to be another gin because I really enjoy gin. Funny enough, I enjoy gin because that's why I'm doing a gin podcast. And depending on what you're serving kind of will obviously influence your choice. But I don't think you can go wrong with a Linden Lime or a Stockport Twist of Lime edition. And if you're going down more of a fishy route, maybe you want to think about Dulwich Gin. They're sort of very, it's sort of a very dill-based gin. It's really nice for the sort of that kind of thing. Or if you want a sort of fresh taste, why don't you think about sort of Martin Miller? That's a really nice kind of um, pleasant, fresh gin. And nobody's going to disown you if you want to have beer or wine or something else. You know, that's absolutely okay. Now, for your pudding... I would always try and have something that's easy, ice cream, cheesecake. But if you insist and you really want to go to town, then I'm going to suggest something lovely. If you make your own homemade shortbread, and I would suggest making it with sable paste, and if you're interested and you want the recipe, I'm more than happy to give it to you. Just DM me and I will give it to you. And it makes the most gorgeous shortbread Make a raspberry coulis. And by that, all I mean is essentially you're going to get some frozen raspberries. You're going to add a bit of water to them and you're going to cook them down until they make a sort of fine kind of mush of raspberries. And then you're going to sieve that to its heart's content and you will end up with a lovely, lovely raspberry sauce or a coulis. And what I want you to do is pour half of that coulis onto a plate the other half of the coulis i want you to add to some strawberries that you've cut in half and i want you to add it to those and sort of macerate it in in those on the plate you 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 obviously add your raspberry coulis so you need to sort of twist the plate around to make sure that the raspberry coulis covers the bottom of the plate and then i want you to put a circle of cream and then i want you to get a cocktail stick and i want you to feather it so it looks all flash now Generally, I would think that the shortbread's probably about, I don't know, eight, nine centimetres, maybe three, four inches, something like that. So you need to make sure that the ring you do is big enough to, because you obviously want the ring of uh, cream to be outside. So the feathering, you can see the feathering, because obviously it's no good if you cover the feathering up. And then I want you to place a rounder shortbread in the middle of that. And then put the strawberries on top of that round of shortbread. Put another round of shortbread on top of that. And then repeat the process. So put the, the strawberries on top and then the round of shortbread. So you've got round of shortbread, strawberries, round of shortbread, strawberries, round of shortbread. And then I want you to put a couple of strawberries on top of that as a nice garnish. And then I want you to dust it with icing sugar. You will not have a better Valentine's Day pudding. But it is quite involved, obviously, you know, getting that all together, but well worth it. Now, I have to say that I haven't had one of these yet, but I think it would be lovely to finish the meal with an old Tom gin. Or possibly a coffee gin from Lava Spirits. I think that would really finish off the evening really nicely. I hope you have a lovely Valentine's Day. I appreciate it's going to be very, very difficult this year. 
but I wish you all the best with whatever you decide to do. My Instagram shout out is not going to change from Chris and Sarah at Jack Rose Gin. I really feel as though I haven't been as um, attentive as I normally am. So I've decided that I'm going to keep them as my Instagram shout out for this week. I would love to hear from you if you want to get in touch. Please do so at Gin Ignite or a direct message on Instagram or Twitter or gin.gossip at ginignite.com. The thing that I like about the gin community that I've met so far is that no one judges anyone for what they believe, what they look like, or who they choose to be. The world would be a better place if everyone took that view. Grab your drink, toast those you love, enjoy your weekend, and whether you decide to party or stay in, I will be with you in spirit. Seriously though, enjoy your weekend, and I look forward to joining you for another edition next Friday. Cheers! Cheers!